2: Hello and welcome to I'll Have What She's Having, a food and drink podcast from me, Sophie Wybird. And me, Hannah Crosby.
0: Every week, Sophie and I sit down to dinner. She makes a dish, I pair a wine and we put the world to rights. This week, we pair an aubergine caponata with a Languedoc
2: rosé. And we talk about our celebrity crushes, how we'd like to die and the submersible... Welcome back. It feels like a couple of weeks since we've been doing this.
0: So much has happened.
2: I know, we've so been all over the bloody world. We've been all
0: over the bloody world. The submarine news story has happened and now literally just as we've started recording, finished. Yeah. Although it feels like it's been part of the news cycle for about seven years.
2: We've come full circle.
0: We've come full circle. They've found suspected human remains. They they said
2: presumed human (laughs) (laughs) remains. I don't know. I think you can quite safely assume. I don't think it's a presumption that those are human remains in there. I mean, they maybe should have known not to get in a little tin can controlled by an Xbox controller. The
0: more I learned about that story, it's just the more I was thinking, why, why would you? I think it's It's kind of part of that billionaire mindset. (laughs) Billionaire mindset. This is now a um, tech bro podcast. Um... (laughs) It's kind of part of that billionaire, like really famous, all the money in the world mindset. Once you feel like you've conquered the earth and everything feels a bit numb to you, obviously you're going to go to the bottom of the ocean just to feel something.
2: It's kind of insane to me that you'd spend a quarter of a million pounds on something without checking any of the safety regulations of it. Do you just think it's a bit jokes?
0: I I think also if you're a billionaire and like all um precautions are taken for your security and safety all of the time anyway. And look and I think, yeah, of course the Someone checked that for me. Well Someone I'm paying four hundred and fifty thousand pounds, so obviously it's gonna be like the most safe place in the world. But I heard um, some The most interesting thing that I saw. Sorry to launch into submarine discourse so early. We're just trying to get it out of the way. The thing that I found so interesting is it might just be like a my dad's sister's brother's cousin told me. Um, but The best stories always start that way. Yeah, apparently if you're like oxygen starved, um, a lot of submarines have films that you can watch that you'll get a lot out of if you're oxygen starved and really
2: giggly. Oh, really? And one of those
0: films is Shrek. So like,
2: yeah. To be fair... I think that is my happiest film of all time, Shrek.
0: But imagine watching it from a place that of like higher understanding that you'd never be able to achieve in your normal oxygen
2: rich state. That sounds great. Get yeah. me in that submarine. I mean, yeah. that, that one's dead in fairness, but build another <laughs> submarine and get me in that submarine. Bring
0: another. Get me ball. watching
2: Shrek under the sea whilst I die. Yes. Slowly.
0: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I actually think that would be a pretty perfect death.
2: If I died watching Shrek, like, not really sure that I was dying, but just slowly losing oxygen.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a really good way to die. And then it's not like, because this is really morbid, but it's not like you're being strangled and, like, you're aware that you're losing oxygen. It's like you're watching a film and then, like, you're falling asleep on the sofa. Oh, that's actually my favourite activity ever. (laughs) How do you feel about it being your last
2: activity? (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? Great. I also, this is... A slight tangent, but I feel like it relates to this conversation. Yeah. I've always had a fancy where I don't really want to get buried, I do just want to get chucked in the sea. <laughs> so it's kind of two in one.
0: What, like someone's got your arms, someone's got your legs?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would in a ball gown. I'd like to be on quite a grand boat, and I'm in like a big red ball gown. It's uh-huh. quite poofy and princessy. Um, and I don't want to be in a coffin, I want my literal corpse to be chucked into the sea, but I want to be really glammed up. Okay. Preferably wearing like quite a lot of jewelry,
0: uh-huh, to weigh me down what oh okay to weigh you down, yeah, so you don't wash up and like a and Kate beach. have told me that
2: they're not going to chuck me in the sea because it feels a bit gross to have all the fishes eating me, but i it's my dying wish
0: wow, is that <laughs> how how do you want to die out of
2: curiosity or watching shrek on the yeah, sofa Yeah, I think definitely. that's genuinely
0: like a really dying nice my sleep way to watching go. shrek
2: on the sofa, yeah what perfect.
0: and i think I think I genuinely think that's like yeah if we. If we ever have to um <laughs> make a suicide pact, Sophie, we we'll know what we're doing. How do you want to be buried? Do you want to get chucked in the sea too? I literally don't care. Whatever's cheapest. I'm not there. We're gone. We're gone. I'm not there. I, I always find it a bit. I suppose if people have dying wishes, that's great to honour them. But I, I would find it a bit weird personally to order people to do things when I'm literally not there.
2: I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So we're not building a mausoleum.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, oh yeah, build me a mausoleum and pay for like a massive like fuck off funeral. I, I'm literally not there. Throw me in the trash. Um,
2: like, I won't know either way. Whatever you do.
0: When I die just throw me in the trash is that (laughs) it sounds like that Francis Bacon quote but it's actually a quote from it's always sunny in Philadelphia I think it's like when I die just throw me in the gutter or something like that which I think is good we are both you wouldn't be able to tell actually from um, how enthusiastic we seem to be about the submersible but me and Sophie are fucking knackered we (laughs) have had busy weeks for both of us really really busy
2: weeks before we talk about all our busy weeks should we talk about what we're eating and drinking (laughs) should we do that (laughs) Let's do it. What's on the drinks menu today, Han, other than the cup of coffee in my hand that I'm going to be toosing, double-parked with? So we're starting
0: off today with a rosé at 9.30 a.m. Let's do it. It is um, from Domaine Palma. It's a cuvee called Jardin de Rose, or Garden of Roses. Uh, It's from the Heart of the Languedoc. It is an absolutely stunning bottle. I got sent it as a press sample. And I thought that... You know, everyone kind of like drinks rosé like as a glass to have as an aperitif on its own. But I think it works really well as a food pairing wine.
2: I love rosé. Literally, as soon as May hits, yeah. that I would say that is the main color of wine that i'm drinking it's,
0: it's like a gorgeous like pink color um it is it has like a lovely like glass topper as well so if he's just taking a bit get my feet in get my feet in i've got my toes out today Here the, you love god, toes. <laughs> the love of god show us your toes love of god show us your toes it's currently on sale at waitrose for nine pounds ninety nine seriously so if you want to get it it looks expensive doesn't it it
2: looks really expensive
0: but That's- yeah, it's like really, really, as the name suggests, very floral. Um, it's got like obviously like a great citrusy, pink grapefruit, lemon zest quality, and kind of like a classic South of France flinty finish. So if you just tried to pour the bottle, forgetting <laughs> that I just said there was a glass stopper, <laughs> it's the morning, guys. I know it's a bit. I've noticed more more wines with glass stoppers.
2: Yeah, it seems to be a trend. The post Malone wine. I find it quite hard to remove a glass stopper. Yeah, as I, I can, as I can, so see, I can see that. I can see, <laughs> I can see <laughs> that. Oh my God. It's all going wrong. It's
0: too early for this. Oh, do you want me? Here. Do you want me to do Come. that while you talk about the food? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> all right. Watch me also not able to do it, but.
2: So, so we thought that Rosie would go nicely with something that's quite summery and vegetable-packed with a bit of acidity. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we've got one of my favourite things to eat in the summer, which is you're struggling with it now too! Uh, I, I'm working
0: it. I'm working okay. out.
2: It's okay. I'm Hannah's, Hannah's better. Hannah's more of a wine expert than me, shockingly. Oh, <laughs>
1: um,
2: so today we're eating some aubergine caponata which is one of my favourite things to eat in the summer because you can make a big batch and then it keeps in the fridge for like a week and actually only tastes better as the days go on. This batch I made a couple of days ago. Thank you very much. See, I made this aubergine caponata a few days ago, so it should, the flavours should have all mingled and matured quite nicely. Basically, Mm -hmm. it's aubergines that you fry with onions and peppers and you add something sharp in there, either capers or olives, or both in this case, Mm -hmm. tomatoes, vinegar, sugar, and you just let that simmer for a bit till it all comes together in a nice thick, jammy concoction. It's really nice by itself with a sharp salad. It's really nice with a bit of white fish. I love it with sausages in the summer. Ooh, Um, yeah. Just a really nice way of showing off uh, some of the summer veg here in the form of aubergines and tomatoes. I haven't served it with sausages or with fish today, but with just like a little bit of lemony whipped ricotta. <gasps> Thank you, friend. You're very welcome. A nice breakfast. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, I love a savory breakfast. So I only be able to do sweet. obviously really? As a kid, yeah.
2: What was your top sweet breakfast?
0: Mm. Not like sweet, sweet, but cereals. Mm. It was cereals until I was about 20 good call I'm, I'm like a big egg girl i know you're not a big egg girl i am sometimes i'm i'm always a really big egg girl um but we used top to egg top egg spoiled egg yeah spoiled, spoiled egg sliced up
2: how set are we talking in the yolk
0: i don't care really hey. taste of egg yeah
2: as long as it's eggy
0: <laughs> as long as it's an egg i'm happy one boiled egg so straight good. up extra
2: egg um the, oh, yeah no, we this. had um
0: but my mm, parents were not strict, I think. I think whenever I say things that like my parents, make some sound really strict. They weren't really strict, but like they were very um, particular about, fair enough, about us like eating unhealthily as kids and making sure we were fueled for the day. Rightly so we so. weren't allowed any sugary cereals. The sugariest cereal we were allowed was... Um, Cheerios, because
2: mm. it was sweetened with honey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we would have. But you were never flex. allowed your
2: cocoa pops or anything like that.
0: No, or like cookie crisp. My mum was like, "It's just cookies in a bowl with milk." I was like, "Uh, yeah,
2: yeah." Cookie crisp was absolutely not allowed in my house. Mm-mm. We were some rice Krispies were the main cereal I ate as a child. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, rice Krispies and. Um, cornflakes but we were allowed to sprinkle a bit of sugar on top Mm. but our parents would always like police the sugar i'd be like no 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 that's a bit less a bit less less." (laughs)
2: um i think my top cereal which masquerades as a healthy cereal Mm -hmm. is absolutely not Is jordan's country crisp with the freeze-dried strawberry bits or freeze-dried raspberry bits in it god that is a great cereal Mm. i don't buy cereal enough as an adult i feel like I thought that would be something I'd do all the time when no one's piecing my food choices, yes. just buy a box of cereal and eat that for my dinner, but I actually never do that. Mm. Why not?
0: Mm. I think we have all of these like illusions when we're kids about what we're going to be doing or allowed to do, and then you realise the bowl of um, Jordan's Country Crisp is about six pounds, <laughs> and then the dream dies. And it doesn't keep
2: you very full. No, it doesn't, because it is just sugar. Yeah, it just it spikes... It's actually quite boring being an adult, isn't it? Do you know what, though? I do buy things like potato waffles sometimes still as a treat. Mm. I do like having a jacket potato and baked beans for my dinner mm. or some fish fingers from time to time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: In fact, it's already been decided I'm having fish fingers for my dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Cam announced this morning I'm oh having my God. fish fingers.
0: My partner had fish fingers last night. Oh. Fish fingers and chips.
2: With oh. his mum. Oh, It's such and they called a good nursery tea. It's such nursery tea, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. What's your equivalent of that?
0: Um, So my equivalent, I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but um, my equivalent to kind of uh, nostalgic stuff, because my mom's a really good cook and she would always make us like very hearty meals after too. But when she was working, so she's working as a social worker, but we didn't have much money. She worked as a librarian on the weekends as well. And so it was just us three girls and dad all every Saturday for a few years. I can't remember how long, but he would make Saturday. Lunch and Saturday lunch was just like a little, half a little tiny baguette, buttered Mm. a third of a pack, a half packet of crisps, um, a
2: baby bell, some cut up peppers, a slice of ham. Oh, that's such a dad lunch. Yeah, (laughs) dads love a little just like picky bits plate with like bread, meat, Mm
0: -hmm. a little bit
2: of vegetable, not too much vegetable, Mm -hmm. bit of cheese.
0: um, That's really um, nostalgic for me. And then we would all make baby bell mice out of the.
2: It's part. It's why baby bells, I think, are better than cheese strings. Is that you have the added joy of the wax to play with afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can obviously play <laughs> with the cheese string, but but the packaging's not playable.
0: No, <clears throat> rubbish. It's not nearly as kinky. Yeah, training up.
2: Like a, <laughs> mm. I haven't even tried the wine yet. I've just been digging I'm into the food. Just demolish mm. this. Mm. Oh, that is really nice. Oh, it's super floral. I, I like that a lot.
0: Let me get my little.
2: It is rosé season. It's literally all I'm drinking at the moment. You know it today. I mean, that we're recording, listener, on a day where I think it said highs of 24, but it's incredibly sticky and it's raining, and you might be able to tell from the sheen on our faces if you're seeing any video <laughs> clips of us today. Um, but rosé season, nonetheless. Rosé season, nearly nonetheless. July. Um,
0: We just had like an amazingly sunny
2: week, but I'm very, very thankful
0: for the fact that it's cooled down just a little bit. Me too. Speaking of sunny weeks, how did you spend your sunny week, (laughs) Sophie? Sunny weekend?
2: I was at Glastonbury, (gasps) which I think I banged on about a bit prior to going to Glastonbury. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was spending the incredibly hot weekend in a field with minimal access to shade or showers. Um, But it was really fun. It's actually the first time I've been to a festival where I've camped since pre-COVID. So I was, I was I was really nervous before. But you know what? It was great. I'm not going to lie, though. We did get... We did luck out because we got bell tents. Yeah. Which I You're have glamping. to say, is, it was like semi-glamping, I would say. Okay. It's just a pre-pitched bell tent. You've got your own toilet blocks where they have a flush and loose seats. Wow. There's a shower block. The queue for it does normally take about an hour, but there okay. is showers there if you want them. Um, and just... Your own car park, your own entrance, so you would have to queue for ages. Um, me being nearly 30 now, I feel like my days of queuing hours getting to get into a festival, rushing to pitch a tent in the mud, those days are behind me now.
0: My days of shitting in the woods are over.
2: <laughs> you hear that? Over, over. Over. So if you are also, I'm going to say a medium maintenance queen rather than a high maintenance queen, because um, I don't relate to that, uh, like me. Such a pick me, aren't oh we? Then... <laughs> Who are you
0: trying to impress? Well, you know, I don't need to, like,
2: have hair straighteners and stuff. but I do. But I would like to, like, not have to stand in a queue for ages. Yeah, no, that's fair. And having a proper loo seat did feel quite nice, you know. And there was always loo roll in there as well. So that was nice. I'm talking too much about the creature comforts of Glastonbury, I feel. The festival itself was great. Yeah. Do you know what? Hard to find great food at Glastonbury. Really? I think just because it's so big that... There is good food everywhere, but it might take you ages to get there. Mm. So normally you're just reaching for the closest thing to you.
0: I saw that you had a meal that you thought was the best. I did. Out there.
2: I did have a really good meal at Glastonbury. I had, it was a stall, I think they've got one in Broadway Market. I actually can't remember what they're called, but the sign said Indonesian coconut curry. Mm. And it was a really spicy, coconutty chicken curry with like shredded up chicken in this like really rich red coconut based sauce. With rice and loads of pickles, yeah, perfect festival food.
0: That's what you want when it's hot, though. You want to do as people that live in like countries where it's hot the time do, and just have like lot- shitloads of spicy stuff
2: and help sweat it out. Yeah. Like when you're a bit hungover, you've lost your voice a bit, you're feeling a bit under the weather. I feel like mm. spicy food and like warming coconutty stuff is what you need to yeah, soothe sure. your soul and heal you a bit.
0: Who was your favorite person that you saw?
2: My favourite was Shy Girl by far. Really? Shy Girl is a fucking icon. <gasps> every one of her songs is a banger. Mm-hmm. And the sun was shining. It was like a 7.30pm set. And it was me and all my best mates watching Shy Girl and having a dance. And Aww. every song was hit after hit. We were all laughing our heads off, having the nicest time. Oh. That was definitely a highlight for me. I'll think about that all the time. I've been listening to Shy Girl on repeat since i left i don't know any
0: shy girl songs don't
2: you she's got a great one called coochie which i think you'd like
0: i love coochie
2: we all love coochie Um, Um, lana was also amazing i know you're a big lana stan i'm a
0: huge lana stan
2: for those who didn't see lana del rey came on half an hour late um and we were all it was the last set of the evening and Glasgow have quite tight tight time constraints so she was half an hour late she had someone doing her hair on stage, which I thought was a bit, but I actually think they were just finishing her hair. I can't tell which is more iconic. I actually think having your hair finished on stage is pretty iconic. Yeah.
0: Okay. Amazing. Slay.
2: She was ridiculous. She sounded way better than I thought she would. Because Some... she's a
0: recording artist, she's not necessarily like when you see these live clips, we're just going. Ah, ah. It's like okay, I would not pay two hundred pounds to see that. But totally. then sometimes you get like. Yeah, sorry she Lana, if you're listening, I absolutely adore you. But some of those clips, man. totally. That that. I was justice. expecting
2: that, and then I was actually really blown away by her vocals. It was a really emotional performance, really upsetting though. She got cut off before she finished because oh, you were there for of that. the curfew. I was there for that. So she, so she kicked off with A and W. Oh my god! But only, only the M bit. Oh. Jimmy, Jimmy, but Jimmy, Jimmy, Ray.
0: Right. I, I still don't know to these oh my to God, this day you? what she's saying. Yeah,
2: no, no, no okay. idea. No <laughs> idea. If you know, listener, please tell us.
0: Shall <laughs> so I find um, out what it is? Oh
2: and then she did loads of the bangers, but she didn't get to do video games. She got caught, cut off before she did video games, and the crowd was very upset singing video games. And she was trying to sing it on stage, but obviously her mic had been cut off and it was dark. Um, but that was even quite emotional watching that, her trying to sing video games and the crowd singing it back to her yeah incredible loved it weirdly um obviously there was a lot of dudes on the Glastonbury lineup, and we've bitched about that yes. previously i didn't see very many of them i was i was watching the girls yeah. i was watching all the girls Watched a bit of arctic monkeys uh-huh. not gonna lie was a bit boring we left after five songs really it was a bit like i'm a rock star and i'm gonna play I know, the boring he's always songs always like
0: that it's always been like that he's a bit
2: serious um Lil Nas X I missed but his set was iconic
0: yeah it did it was so funny um I was messaging Sophie while she was on her way back well I was I wasn't messaging her I was bugging Sophie on her way back but she was running out of battery like <laughs> do you want to post this clip do you want to post this clip <laughs> um and I was watching Glastonbury because yeah tradition for me I'll always watch it from the comfort of my own home on the sofa going ah like I'm there um which I've done since I was a kid. But um, I was watching Lil Nas X live and I said, oh, are you still there? He said, no, I've left. And I said, oh my God, Like, have you, did you see any of Lil Nas X's bit? And so he said, no. I actually haven't Haven't watched any Glastonbury today because I've had FOMO. I said, oh, okay, never mind.
2: Yeah, I had to leave early because I had, I had a work job which I had to be on form for. So I, I was taking it quite easy. I was feeling like an adult. Yeah, I took it quite easy on Saturday and Sunday yeah. in preparation for this job, which I don't regret doing, but it, it was kind of... Yeah, it was sad to leave early. Yeah, I did watch Little Nas EXO in the end, and he oh, was amazing. Oh my god!
0: It's like I when had Jack a really good time. comes out. Oh, so this is the thing. So I said, like, oh my god, that's why I got in touch with you. Like, did you see any of Little Nas X? And you're like, no, FOMO. And yeah, when when it kind of came to Jack Harlow's verse in Industry Baby, like when he's meant to like immediately jump in right at the start of that verse, there wasn't anything, so everyone was like. Aww. And then there was like a little dance bit. And then he said, I'd like to invite friends to the stage. And I like genuinely screamed <laughs> uh, at, at home on my own, on the sofa. I think if I was a Victorian woman, I think it might the moment might have actually killed me. <laughs>
2: When people bring out guests, it is always so exciting. He
0: just came on, did a rap, and then fucking just fucked off.
2: His stage presence is ridiculous, and they clearly love each other. I love watching those two perform together. Yeah,
0: everyone loves Jack Harlow.
2: Yeah, a lovable man. Do you know who I did see appear, though? Who? Listeners, long-time listeners, you may have heard us talking about Central C and talking about how we don't really get it previously, and we don't like his music. Um, I'd like to inform you that I've done a complete 180, and I now not only like his music, but really fancy him. So are. I swung by his set towards the end, because uh, I was somewhere else before, but managed to catch Sprinter at the end, oh. his duet with Dave. And I was there as Dave appeared <gasps> and I lost my shit.
0: oh That
2: was great. And then he did Doja. So I caught oh. Sprinter and Doja, which oh, is really well, the only perfect. two that I would have wanted to catch anyway. Yeah. Um, but his stage presence again, amazing. Carrying a baby around the stage, yeah,
0: a little bow.
2: We love a little baby. Whose so, baby is it
0: again? So, um, there, you know where Ben and Bow was, yeah. It's now called Bow, as in B E A U, and I think that's yeah. the baby's name. Ah, so and they um recorded the music video outside it. Oh, cute. In yeah. Um, no, I I really like Central i I've been watching a few of his interviews, and I think he's seeing well has like. A relationship with this girl called madeline i love like, madeline Og. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she is great she, she seems so great but like um in the videos they'll be like yeah um, I've got this book. It's like, what's it's in the my bag? The Old Man in the Sea. Oh Man the man Sea. Oh my sea. God. We, we all watch
2: the same YouTube videos. It's so funny. But he's like, you know, it's quite good, you know. I feel like people should maybe read this book. And it's like, oh yeah, Ernest Hemingway. I think people might have read that but I said, like, <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh no, that that really got me. It was like, yeah, this guy's going to get bare peas after I shout him out. I was like... <laughs>
2: Cape I think the Hemingway t- state is probably okay, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you anyway, sweet boy. <laughs> oh my god! I do. You, I've got a thing, and I don't know if you have this as well. Okay. I've got it with Central C, and I've got it with a few other famous people. Where I get these delusions that I feel like not only do I fancy someone, but I could probably get them. Like they probably might happen in the future. So I have it with Central C. I've got it with Timothy Chalamet. <gasps> I've got it with Zayn Malik. Like really distinctly, those three. Where I'm like, I, I can really picture the future where, like, I'm on Timothy Chalamet's arm at a film premiere. Like I just, I know that's, that's so going to happen funny. for me. That's I so say, so as a happily funny. engaged woman.
0: I, I, yeah, I think I have a similar thing. I think, you know what? But I think it's just like fancy and getting to a point, but I, because it has been universal because my dad um, and his friend have said the exact same thing about Kate Bush. Really? Not only do I really fancy her, but I know if we met that we would fall in love. Yeah,
2: we know each other. We like, yeah. de-
0: are deeply connected. It's just, like, yeah, if my dad ever does meet Kate Bush, which I would love to make happen. Oh. Um, he literally texted me the day that Stormzy's new song just came out saying like, what's this a Stormzy saying? He's the black Kate Bush. I was like, oh my god, nothing gets past you. <laughs> I think he has alerts <laughs> in his like Google app. He just gets alerts whenever Kate bush comes up oh i um, love that yeah no it's just a daughter forever
2: not not in relation to your dad and kate bush but in general this mindset is this how stalker mentality begins i think it actually does where it's like we are connected we know each other yeah on a spiritual level we i know that you love me too
0: it's also like (laughs) it's also a nice confidence thing like i'm obviously a delight so obviously you'd probably (laughs) at least fancy me a little bit
2: yeah yeah i have it as well with not only people i fancy but people who i feel like are maybe uncles and aunts Right, like, since I was a kid, I've always thought that like Robbie Williams was kind of like he's kind of like my uncle. Okay, I misinterpreted what you were saying. Okay, like, that makes sense. Kylie Minogue, I feel like I know her in like an auntie way. She's like one of my mum's mates. Okay, do you know what I mean? Do I, do,
0: I, I, don't, I don't see that. No, I personally don't do that. You but don't I can have see where you're coming from.
2: You don't have Hollywood uncles. I don't
0: have Hollywood uncles. Uh,
2: I'm sorry. No. That's really sad for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can I have one?
2: Yeah, you can. You can share Robbie can I... Williams with me if you like.
0: Robin or Robbie? Robbie. Really?
2: Robbie Williams.
0: Robin, I can understand. Robbie.
2: Yeah, I think it's because my dad really liked Robbie when I was a kid.
0: Okay. He had a lot of
2: Robbie Williams albums and was always singing Robbie in the kitchen. So I always thought like he was one of my dad's friends.
0: Oh, okay, this makes sense.
2: That's the link, I think.
0: Um, you know what is a banger? Bodies by Robbie Williams.
2: He has so many bangers in his repertoire. Yeah. When What era was Bodies in?
0: The album called Bodies... <laughs> um yeah he has so many bangers um let me see when i think
2: of robbie Williams' bodies i just think of him peeling off his skin in the rock dj oh, video Reality yeah, he
0: killed the video stars the
2: name of the uh, album nice how
0: what how what songs has that got on it um morning sun you know me is a really good song i don't think i
2: know this one i'm not Since sure
0: it's you went away my oh, heart yeah. Breaks. co-written with francois hardy who's that Really famous French pop star. Wow. Yeah. Go
2: Robbie. Go off King. Um,
0: that's insane to me.
2: Anyway, that is my Glastonbury, Glastonbury in a nutshell with some tangents. You have also been away since I last saw you. I have. Tell me about your holiday. Um,
0: So I went to Marseille with my partner and I think every time I go to Marseille, we get something wrong. I think <laughs> I put, I'm the kind of person to put so much pressure on myself to like, fully relax recharge rejuvenate so if anything goes wrong i'm like god well, that holiday failed like i see holidays as failures and successes
2: holidays is quite like forced relaxation and yes. perfection yeah i think people do have a tendency to put a lot of pressure on themselves to make holiday
0: perfect yeah i want to like make fucking memories <laughs> i really want to make those memories what
2: happened wrong this time or that you perceive to be wrong so
0: for a bit of context last time we went and it was so good but the airbnb we stayed in I i posted about it online and everyone loved it and it's been booked up so much since i went probably not to do with me because it's a gorgeous flat but there was like a fan and it was so hot it was like 34 degrees it was horrible hot and sticky we basically didn't sleep and we were saying to the um we were saying to the host like look it's, it's, it's Marseille, it gets hot in the summer. Like, is, does this just happen every year? I'm like, oh, these are like record temperatures in Marseille. Like, oh, we weren't prepared for this. Like, you're telling me it doesn't get hotter than 30 degrees in Marseille. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. It's the south of France, mate. It's the south of France. And um, so we were like, okay, this time it just has to have air conditioning because that was the only thing. Because besides that, amazing food. We had a really good time. Um, So this time I scoured the internet Trying to find uh, a flat, trying to find an Airbnb that had like you know the little white box at the top, Mm. so that I could be sure that it wasn't just a fan or a Dyson Airblade, whatever. It was actual a real aircon. And, um, yeah, arrived and it didn't look like that far out. So if it was so far out, it was like a 45-minute walk to the centre each time.
2: Mm. It was... uh, So you uh, were sweating your bollocks off every time you had to leave anyway?
0: We were sweating. Yeah, we were sweating. uh, We were nice and cold, but then as soon as we left, we had to go down the four flights of stairs. Oh, God. And then, yeah, four flights of stairs on the way back when you're, like, heat-stroked is just not it. And if you put pressure on yourself to have the most amazing time anyway... And then you just kind of get to the point where it's just so hot, and like you know, you've got 20 more minutes to walk, you just stop talking to each oh other. My God, I know that. You're that, just like that
2: holiday feeling where you just feel a bit dejected and hot. Yeah. And quiet. And
0: I'm not gonna, I'm not bringing the vibes at the moment. But then I think um, my partner made a really good point that it's very much like, although it's by the sea, it's very much like a Paris city break. Like it's boom, 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 activity based. It's not like a resort where you can just kind of like veg out. The entire day and not really move and then kind of go back into an icy room. You're like working for it. You're working for that holiday. So, and also, the music was amazing as it always is each year. But yeah, I think what I need to do is just go to an island, just unplug my brain for two weeks, and then, then and only then will I achieve true holiday bliss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've Honestly, been searching
2: for Milos. Go to Milos. Yeah, it looked so nice. It was perfect. Read loads of books, eat loads of food, swim, chill. Yeah delete all the apps off your phone delete all the apps. that is my top my top tip for holiday nirvana being achieved is delete social media even if it's only for two days it's actually incredible it does feel brain.
0: speaking of apps actually one thing that i think i sent a video to you and then you said i've noticed this um the rise of model cooking videos it's on
2: tiktok everywhere They're everywhere yeah it was it started with like Gigi Hadid's vodka pasta that everyone's mm. like, oh, my God, the viral vodka pasta that Gigi Hadid invented. I don't think she invented it. I, I think she did a video for it once. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and, like, Belle Hadid's done them, and then Gabrielle is the big one who does loads of them now. It's funny because it feels like, I don't know if you agree with me here, but it feels like we've gone back in time a bit to the 90s and early 2000s where the body shape that people are aspiring to again is that, like, model, model thin. yeah. And back then, the way that that was put across in, like, a chill girl way was a lot of, like, models eating salads. You know, yeah. people, like, smiling as they, like, hold a burger. Yeah. Or, like, smiling as they eat their salads, but you'd think they're not really eating that stuff. Yeah. I feel like the new way that that is being put across in media is models cooking things at home.
0: Yeah. I think that also models need to be likeable and i think that because skinny chic is back in they kind of need a way to still feel relatable and likeable do you know what i mean yeah, and i totally, think that totally through doing that with food is probably a way but i i find yeah i find it generally really really interesting i mean yeah it's kind of like part of that cool girl she's skinny but she eats pizza i yeah, think it yeah. also just contributes to like this perfect woman image because you're not a model you're not just a model you're an icon or you're aspiring yeah. to be like an icon and you can do all of it
2: yeah she can cook she's charismatic yeah she can dance she can sing yeah exactly i find um which ones have you enjoyed i actually think gabriette's ones are really good yeah uh she cooks some quite delicious looking food and her vibe is yeah is great it's just yeah it's mad
0: i like um sydney carlson
2: yeah she's super hot and
0: smoking and she also seems really down to earth she's also opened up in the past me and Sophie just had a little aside about eating disorders and how it kind of might contribute to that culture or help them um, us be away from that culture but um sydney carlson's been really really open in the past about eating disorders and about how she's like um gaining a positive relationship with food and i think that in her case um for sure it's probably linked to that her reconnecting with food and talking about food and not, like, shying away from food, I find it, yeah. I find it really interesting. I really like hers as well, and also the food looks really banging.
2: Yeah, I I need to look up more of hers.
0: But it's so insane how much sugar Americans put in
2: everything. Everything, everything. It's really interesting that you saying that kind of she's been open about the fact that she's had a kind of disordered eating in Mm -hmm. her past and this is her way of learning to love food again and reconnect with it. I do think that there's, like, that dual thing of sometimes people come into cooking but out of a out of a greed Mm -hmm. and out of a kind of like a deep always love of food which is kind of where i've come to it from then there is the other side of it which is maybe you haven't always had a healthy relationship with food and it's you it's your way of healing and there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who i can think of who are food writers or content creators who have been really open about their struggles with that stuff and that is as valid a route into food Mm. as the other way
0: It's like, I I think we have talked about this on a podcast before. Yeah, so much of your job as a food writer or content creator is eating and consuming and digesting and metabolizing of food. So obviously you're going to feel that your body's just a tool to help you get work done. It's a vessel. (laughs) It's a vessel for your work, and that can probably result in like feeling like your body isn't your own. Um, Not feeling in control. Control is a big thing. Totally.
2: I think think you or I have both both have issues with this from time to time, that you get a bit jaded with it when even like going out to lovely restaurants, which Mm -hmm. used to be a thing that I enjoyed doing so much as a treat and really kind of yeah. saved up really my money so I do could it. do it and felt so lucky. Sometimes now I feel like such a spoiled brat because I'm yeah. like, I don't want to go out to a nice restaurant. I just want to eat a bowl of broccoli on the sofa and not have to eat loads of rich food tonight. And that's a terrible frame of mind to be in. Yeah, I want to feel really grateful for all the opportunities that I'm given and for all the spaces that I now have access to.
0: It's such a weird headspace to be in because um, I was, I can't remember, I was, reading something where someone was talking about um, disordered eating promoted by Mm -hmm. and that kind of like clean eating style. And she says it creates this really weird headspace whereby you're on like this mission to eat clean and everyone who is doing otherwise or trying to give you something else becomes an enemy. Yeah, yeah. So if you go around to a friend's house and they've made you a pasta, but you can't eat it, you then kind of feel like this anger towards them, like you're not helping me. Like you're not supporting me like on this like way that I wanna live. And that's like a different kind of like disordered, like overly like restrictive diet. I find I find this entire thing so fascinating. I think more work should be done to unpick it, to discuss it. Lucas did a fabulous um piece for Vogue, Lucas Oakley. I was
2: thinking about that as we were talking about this. Our friend Lucas Oakley, who's a food writer, who's brilliant, brilliant. Um, has been very open about his struggles with anorexia as a teenager and wrote a really brilliant article in Vogue, as Hannah said. So definitely Mm. look that up.
0: Shall we read some letters? I think we should. Let's do it.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify.
0: I've been with my current boyfriend for three and a half years. I honestly can't fault the relationship and he treats me unbelievably well. There's going to be a but. But I'm starting to feel less attracted to him. Oh, no. He is very handsome and I love being with him. But I just can't know what's going on. I'm starting to think it's maybe me wanting to be single in my 20s. I'm 23. As I've just moved to London with friends and I'm wanting to to get something out of my system. I've recently started being attracted to other guys and wanting their attention. Is this selfish? What do I do? Oh no! Oh, I
2: really, I really feel for you. Yeah, I think I had a really similar situation to this when I was last around week. your kind of age. <laughs> yeah, last week. yeah actually, get this ring off my finger. Um, it's really perfectly normal. You don't. It's not selfish of you. You don't have to feel bad about it. Um, sometimes relationships serve a really strong purpose when you're a young person, and they can be a beautiful thing for a time. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to last forever, and that is okay. Mm-hmm you are completely within your rights. You're yeah. a young woman and if you feel like your heart's not in it anymore, you want to be single, you want to be exploring, I think that's a really normal way for you to feel in relationships mm-hmm. in your early 20s. Um, it's not selfish in the slightest. Yeah, you, It's more selfish to stay in a relationship if you feel like your heart's not in it anymore. It will make both of you more happy ultimately if you are honest about how you're feeling and try and work through that with him whether that's oh
0: that's such good advice do you think yeah i think that's really good advice (laughs) i think yeah i'd say work it through i've had like i've felt like a similar way in the past and it's always like a really horrible feeling because you feel like your body and your brain are almost like working against you and what you know is like an ultimate ultimately a situation that's good for you And you feel like really immense feelings of guilt, of um, not being a good girlfriend, even though you really want to be. But also when I was speaking to friends at the time, like quite a few of them said, like, and very rightly, finding other people attractive and wanting the attention of people of the opposite sex or the same sex, I don't know, um, or whichever sex you're attracted to doesn't mean you should break up with your boyfriend like I think that some people feel really obviously like if it's like so attractive it's like I actually want to be with this person yeah fair enough fine but you're allowed to be attracted to other people and want their attention like if you're in a long-term relationship I personally feel I don't think that like if it's just that it's worth breaking up over obviously if it's like um, a symptom of like a much stronger feeling as you say of maybe wanting to get something out your system but I don't think you should beat yourself up too much about that specific thing. Totally. Personally. I Yeah, I, I think that that's a normal part of having a sexuality that ebbs and flows.
2: And all relationships have ebbs and flows. You can have moments where you feel really deeply in love with somebody and connected to somebody, and then you can have moments where you feel slightly more distant from them. And the only way that you can work through that stuff is through communicating how you're feeling. Yeah. So this doesn't have to be the end. If you yeah. feel like this is something you want to work through, then I think you can just be really honest with your boyfriend about yeah. how you're feeling. Um, but sending you loads of love, because I know that this is something that I've been through in the past with these feelings. I think Han has too. Yeah. So I know that it's really rough. Yeah. So.
0: Sending lots of love. Yeah, I know. I feel like whenever we, whenever we answer the questions like that is so vague. It's like, <laughs> do whatever you feels best and don't feel too guilty. But yeah, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater over kind of, Feelings that you're feeling, which you are allowed to feel. (laughs) Drink every time Hannah says feelings. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't think you're being selfish. I think you need to put yourself first, but also at the same time, your boyfriend is not a mind reader. Okay. How can I say no to Hindus next year without causing offense? I'm losing so much time and money going to them. This is a thing that is such a big topic at this point in my life. I mean, I feel like at this moment, yeah, I'm hearing so many different people talk about the exact same thing.
2: I don't have loads of Hindus on right now, but I know that it's something that in the next few years is going to become more of an issue. And it is really expensive. If everyone's wanting to go abroad, if anyone, everyone wants to go abroad for a Hindu, and everyone wants you to take like a day of annual leave, then that really stacks up. If you've mm. got five of those in a year, and lots of times going on holidays that you wouldn't choose to go on with people you wouldn't choose to go on them with, yeah, which is really rough. Um, I it's it's really hard because obviously, with if you're being invited to someone's Hendu, it probably means that they're a close pal of yours, and it probably means that um that you feel like you should be going.
0: Yeah, they would want you there. They've invited you because they want you there. I don't understand it when people bring people just to like build up the numbers. No, so we it's don't need that. Yeah, do you
2: know what I think? This this doesn't really help in your particular situation, but I think that we should start a movement to stop doing hen that require long weekends away. Mm-hmm. Same with stag do's, I'm sure. Yeah. It just stacks up. Money, time, mm-hmm. emotional energy that it takes to plan something like that.
0: And also, if you're only taking one day of annual leave where you're going out on a weekend, like, it's going to be the most expensive.
2: Yeah, it's over the top. Yeah. What's wrong with just going out for a lunch mm-hmm. in the city that you live in? Yeah. You know, Or even a day trip to, say, live in London, a day trip to Brighton mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Something that isn't going to stack up all the money. Um, I know in, in your particular situation, this isn't really advice, and it's more just—it's just us complaining. It's me complaining and saying, "Make Hindu's more accessible to everyone, please." Uh, and if you are planning a Hindu or getting married, then maybe reiterate this to all your friends and think about like what costs that might be having for people. Selfish, selfish brides. Selfish brides. I have already said to my my sisters and yeah. my bridesmaid friends that I don't want. To go anywhere for my Hindu. You're just gonna stay. I want lunch in London. Nice. Possibly some karaoke. <gasps> I'm not anti having a Hummer or something like that. Okay, but I don't <laughs> want to leave the city. I just think faff. Big yeah, faff. Big faff vibes. What are your thoughts, Han?
0: I, I think how to say no without causing offence. I think honestly, if they're close enough to you that they would invite you to uh, Hindu or a wedding i think that they'll probably get it if you just sent them like don't send them an email that's fucking weird send them like give them a call uh, give them a call i'd send like a medium-sized text i wouldn't send a longie i'd say like hey how are you um as you know the cost of living crisis <laughs> is affecting <laughs> us all the cost of living crisis besides like anything it's else the living crisis.
2: um but yeah that's you can also, if it's financially an issue to go away for a big weekend, you can make it up to them by saying, "I'm really sorry. I just think financially it's not really possible for me at the moment, but I'd love to like take you out for breakfast yeah. on another day." Well, or it's like, like
0: fifty, sixty uh, quid as
2: opposed to three hundred. Exactly. Just like celebrate them in another way. Even like send them a bunch of flowers or something. Yeah. You can like go a little bit of the distance yeah. financially without having to go the whole hog.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good. I think that's a really good idea. Um, yeah, offer to do them something instead. Don't just completely rip the bandaid off, like. Fuck you! I'm not coming to your (laughs) Hendu. Instead, just say, "Look, I would love to come. I can't, but let's plan something else." Because you mean a lot to me. Exactly. I think that's fair. Um, Should we finish on a silly one? Yeah, let's do a silly ones. Uh, My boyfriend has bad table manners. What do I do?
2: I I really wish.
0: Yeah, I really wish they'd gone into more detail. I would love to know what bad table. What to you, Sophie? Because I know that like what constitutes bad table manners is varied what for you mean like just screams bad table manners
2: my worst ones are being on your phone around the table ah. especially if you're like with somebody's family being <laughs> on your phone around the table was a massive no-no for me eating with your mouth full i, I maybe i mean like speaking with your oh, mouth okay. really full I, 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 eating with I, 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 your mouth open is kind of fine but if you're trying to speak and be like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah then i feel like that's a that's a no-no for me i don't care mm-hmm. about how you're holding your cutlery. Yeah. I don't care about anything like that. How do you I mean, feel
0: about bodily functions at the table? Obviously not taking a shell on the table. Like, <laughs> how do you yeah, feel I about might, someone might feel like blowing
2: their nose or something like that? I don't if you gotta if you got to, you've got to, you know. I don't really mind that too much. I also think a burp is fine. Maybe yeah. I'm just a day bitch. Better out than in. Better out than in. I just think a burp's quite celebratory i think yeah if you're just eating something delicious and you do a big burp that feels jubilant to me Mm. that doesn't feel rude
0: yeah there's some people that get quite scoosh about that kind of thing i used to date someone that used to leave the room to blow his nose oh wow even it was just me and him
2: great manners but i think i don't (laughs) care about that stuff (laughs) what's a bad table manner to you
0: um, to be fair, I think I was born in a barn. I don't really care. You can do yeah. most things. But if you if you are on your phone for like a long time and I'm like, I'm sat opposite you, like if it's me and my partner sat next to each other watching TV and then he's on his phone and we're eating dinner, that's different. Yeah. But if I come like sat opposite you and you're just on your phone. If you're at a restaurant, Yeah. weird. I just find it a bit weird because then I'll get my phone out if like they're not going to come off and then I'll be, we'll both be on our phones and it'll just be. Yeah. Imagine
2: how the waiters talk about you in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're boring. Yeah, um, I think basically it depends on what your definition of a bad table manner is. I think there are some things you can gently broach with people if you find them really offensive. For mm-hmm. example, if I was, if I was with cam and we were having dinner in a restaurant and he was on his phone a lot and that's something that i don't like i'd feel comfortable saying to him like
0: i just think it's funny A
2: <laughs> <laughs> gently in a non-passag way approach i'd probably just be like you're on your phone quite a lot this evening Do you want to put it away <laughs> i think if you're with someone you can just say yeah. something like that you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. or like are you, your mouth's quite open there your mouth is shut it and generally like if you if you go about it in the right way gently, then someone's yeah. not going to take offense to it, I think you'll be all right
0: a <laughs> <laughs> video where it's, um, there's a guy in the front of a car and he says, "Your mouth is moving a lot like a rat." <laughs> do you know that, what I mean?
2: I don't know I do your video knowledge is. Far superior to Your mine. My mouth
0: is moving like a rat.
2: <laughs> yeah, just say that to him, no matter what the issue is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you just got to broach it with them politely. I the solution to all of the questions that you guys said is just let like, talk to them. Communication. Communication is key. Can you tell me go to therapy? Can you tell me go to therapy? <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't done therapy in so long and couldn't afford it.
2: <laughs> it's, I'm thinking this at the moment as well, but I love, I love Paula so much that I must. Yeah, shout out to Catherine, but you were too expensive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's us at our time.
2: We've done a lot of silly rambling today. I hope that you have enjoyed. If you have enjoyed, why don't you leave us a review? give us five star rating why don't you give us why don't you subscribe we would we would love that i know that we say it every week and it probably sounds really hollow but it does really help us to move up the charts and helps keep making these podcasts so if you do like us then please Please. show us
0: show us our give us our external validation that we (laughs) crave um Fabulous. Is there anything you want to plug, Sophie? I mean, you could plug a Caravel thing, but it's sold out. <laughs> it's sold
2: out, yeah. I'm doing a supper club at one of my favourite restaurants, Caravel, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but that is sold out. There are more events coming this summer, though. So if you are interested in eating my food, IRL, Ooh. then keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram feed for announcements of more. Because there's two or three more in the works right
0: now. <gasps> two or three? Mm. You're spoiling us. What about
2: you, Han? Anything to plug?
0: Um, No. Uh, <laughs> uh no uh i think i actually will be no no i will be releasing tickets for a new wine club in the next couple of weeks so i'll also be doing this exact same plug on the next episode it's such a vague plug like just keep your eye out for it yeah just
2: just basically watch us on instagram all the time
0: yeah just engage watch- with
2: our posts and uh and then
0: they will come up <laughs> and then it will be good um but yeah thank you so much like subscribe um (laughs) all of that good stuff and we'll see you next week
2: see you next week lots of love Bye. bye